from the Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University. Building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. From coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different types of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. By Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Colorado. Desert Toyota in Tucson, Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas, and Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. By M-Drive, our boost and burn is specifically designed to help you get active, get lean, burn fat. Get yours today at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Ornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Uh, I'm finally with you, I think. Scott Strandy with you tonight from the uh, Cadet Ice in the beautiful Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, I think, is joining me from that palatial estate. Paul, how are you? Uh, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, palatial. Um, if you're talking about a three-by-three three room, then okay. Um, <laughs> I assume, I am... that, the, I assume <laughs> that that jumble of Scrabble tiles is you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how that happened. I have no idea whatsoever how that happened. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm here at the uh, Cadet Ice Arena, high above the ice surface in the visitors' radio booth, as they so graciously put me up here tonight as we get ready for nice. Monday night hockey. Nice. It's a beautiful thing. You're loving that. Monday night hockey, Tuesday yeah, night hockey here at the Air Force Academy. Uh, they flew all day yesterday to get back right. <laughs> from the East Coast. I said, I guess that's why they call you Air Force. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, maybe I'll, you know, the only thing about it is, and is maybe I'll get to stay up to watch a period or so, you know, because, you know, East Coast late, got to get up at four thirty. You know how that works. Yeah, I know how something works. I don't know how my headphones work because they go in and out. Clearly so not, um, but... I I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, well, resetting. You know, I've had people tell me that and... on a regular basis. Yeah, I bet you have. Uh, yeah, I set you up for that one. You're welcome. Um, you. <laughs> so anyway, analytics and eyeballs tonight, Monday night, going a little early uh, here because uh, Canisius is in town to do a makeup series from that massive snowstorm out in Buffalo a while back, and they'll be taking on the uh, Air Force Falcons um, who are trying to catch Canisius and yeah. secure the eighth spot in the uh, um, Atlanta Hockey Tournament Quest. Can I yeah, call it that? The yeah. Tournament Quest? <laughs> conference tournament, like most people. Okay. <laughs> they're trying to get into the conference tournament, so that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, there, there's a jumbled mess of, uh, of my name on this well, icon. I don't even know what that is. But well, let me ask letters. you a question. I have to ask you a question because we're, can you be early and late at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. If, well, if it is, I'm just we asking. Are. I'm just asking because, you know, normally we go at 9.30. <laughs> and then I was asked to go at 7. Uh, and we finally started at 7.30. 7.30. So can you be early and late at the same time? Uh, we are. We're proving that fact, apparently. I guess so. Okay. So anyway. Um, it, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Why no, don't I you just throw at me? 
No, I'm not going to throw anything at oh. you. I was just okay. talking. I, I did uh, I did pick up a couple of new uh, items from the embroidery shop today, and, boy, they look sharp, and they nice. are comfortable. They are comfortable. Good so yours will be on the way. I think, I think we'll yeah, send them okay. by hot air balloon to you if that's okay. <sighs> yeah, it's fine. Use the hot and air balloon. May, Hopefully maybe it doesn't get shot maybe, down. Yeah, maybe the Air Force will shoot it down over your house. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Hopefully it'll land on my head. <laughs> it's been one of those that days today it oh, really has don't you it really more than you know <laughs> anyway. much much more than you know anyway so uh we're here to talk hockey it's time to talk analytics and eyeballs we talk numbers and what our eyes tell us and whether those two may be anywhere near close um so paul i want to start with my favorite topic what do you think that would be um that would be bc Jeff Walker's BC uh, Boston College Eagles uh, winning the consolation game over my buddy Jim's BU Terriers and straightening out, at least in your eyes, as you put on those scarlet and silver or whatever, or gold or whatever the heck pom-poms. And now that Denver's in fourth place in the pairwise, He'll get the, you know, they're in, they're, they're in the lead for that last number one seed. And, you know, all is right in your world. Um, not quite, not quite, but close. Um, oh? Because, no, Denver's going to, I did some, some, some research today. Really? That would be something new. Sorry, I guess I did it at four in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I guess that would be today. <laughs> I'm totally confused. But anyway, I looked to see um, who Minnesota, Michigan, Penn State and Ohio State were playing to uh, round out the regular season in the Big Ten. Who do you think, Paul? Wisconsin? And no. Oh, oh I mean, they would be you playing just each other pretty much. Okay, well, all right. So, so here's what I see. Let's just go with the law of averages and say it's a split. That means that um, in the final four games, Minnesota splits their two series. That would give them... 23 wins and 10 right. losses. Right. Um, by my look, Denver's already 23 and 7 right. with six to go. Right. So let's say my Pioneers, and yeah, I'm calling them mine after this weekend. They well, are of course my you Pioneers. Are. <laughs> front running. <laughs> they are my uh, Pioneers. Okay. Whatever, uh, you front runner. <laughs> so if they go on the run and. Uh, they win any more games. They will have more wins than Minnesota if Minnesota splits. Let's say Minnesota wins all four. That will give them 25 and 8. If they go all four, that means two losses are going to be dished out to Ohio State, uh, which is going to make them 17 and 13. Um, well, and I believe no. Well, you, in other words, what you're saying is they'll. you think they're going to sweep Penn State on the road and, and then lose to Ohio State twice at home? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if they do. Oh, okay. And, and I'm saying on the other flip side of it, because they're playing each other, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Right. Uh, unless they end up in ties every night, which, you know, I guess is possible, but doubtful. Um, so, so if that happens, either Minnesota's going to have to fall and Michigan's going to have to fall, or those two will remain where they're at, and the teams like Penn State and Ohio State are going to have to fall down the board. You can't keep losing and keep climbing. So if they fall down the board, who does that open up the door for? Well, that moves up. Um, let's see. Who do we have here? Um, well, you could sit there and make the case that those two teams would win all four of their games. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. And if they right. do win all four of their games, I'm just saying that if, if Minnesota were to win all four of their games, the best record right. they could post is 25-8-1 right. for the regular season. Right. Denver, if they win their six games that are remaining, they could post 29-7-0. and Right. So they would have more wins, they right. would have fewer losses, and no right. ties. Right. <laughs> where, where should that put them in the pairwise, Paul? I don't know. You'd have to ask the computer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just toying with you. I'm just toying with you. Uh, well, anyway, no, I'm just saying, like, like I told you before, is that there's no way that these teams in the Big Ten can all be on the cusp of making it. For example, here's, uh, here's where your friends at... Um, at Michigan State are. They're currently 15-15-2 at number 14. Right. Okay? If they lose uh, two more games, 
they're going to have 17 losses. Right. Well, they could. There's no, there's no way that they're going to be in the top 14 with 17 losses. They will not be. I don't know. They're there now with 15. And they won't be with 17, though. Well, because there are the teams chomping the problem up the is, bit to give them their spot. Your your issue is that Michigan State only has two games left. Why is that an issue? Well, because all they have to do is split and be eligible. To be eligible, but right now they're right. 14, and if they split, right. do you think they're going to stay at 14? Well, no, considering those two games are at Wisconsin. And maybe, I don't know if Wisconsin shot their load this weekend splitting with Minnesota. Well, maybe, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I'm uh, saying I don't know. Yeah, so what I'm saying is it's going to be a tough way in for Michigan State unless they win the Big Ten championship. So, well, uh, because I think, do... I think Omaha has got a shot to surpass them. I think uh, uh, Connecticut has a shot to surpass them. Um, I think Michigan well, State listen, and Notre Dame, both 500 teams, are both going to miss a tournament. Listen, uh, I'll say it again. If you're anywhere, uh, uh, Terry's Green and White Sioux, and Eddie's too, uh, who, who? or and who? Minnesota. What, te- what team is that? I never heard of that team before. Yeah, the, you know, that Green and White team. Plays yeah. in uh, Grand Forks. Oh, the Fighting Hawks, you mean? Um, yeah, I guess. Call them what they are, my friend. Call them what um, they are. My buddy Rick Zombo <laughs> says, Sue. I'm just saying. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He no, does. So. And who am I to argue with him? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, maybe okay. you could put uh, you could put your buddy Phil up against him. Well, they true, could probably duke it to- out. Well, I don't know. At this age, that would be a slow motion fight, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, boys, if you're listening, that was Paul Hornstein that stated. Well, that's that okay. Fact. Listen, I'm not wrong. <laughs> They're still faster than me, but still slow motion. Um, you know, anywhere between 13 and 22 still has a shot uh, on the computer. So, except Notre Dame has to win at least, you know, has to win a couple of games here. Because they have to finish 500. You know, Notre so Dame. So does Michigan State. So does Michigan State. Um, and Notre Dame's got to play. They only have two games left at Michigan. So, theoretically, they would not only have to at least split at Michigan. Uh, they'd have to win at least one game in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear the music okay. in the background? It's pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> I can hear it. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not. I don't hear it that well. Okay, just just telling you, the music is playing here. We're just uh, minutes from the countdown here, about 14 minutes till they start the countdown uh, right. to game so, time, which would be one hour I mean, and seven minutes. So you, we're sitting there with the, with you know the Big Ten. You've got you've got Ohio State. I'm sorry, Michigan. State and Notre Dame have all have played 22 games, so they only have two games left. And those teams right now are hover, are at at 500. So they're going to need to win at least two of their next three games to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, totally agree with you. I'm also going to tell so, you that there's teams chopping at the bit behind them that could course. take their spots. Well, of course. I mean. Uh, you don't think that that the folks in Omaha and and, and Fairbanks and and even UConn um, are. And, and all what about Northeastern? Well, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to skip them, but you know, um, Northeastern is at least at this point at 16, although very, 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 very tight. So. What about the guys at RIT? They're nineteen, ten, and one right now. They're looking. They're looking. Uh, like I said, those, those, all those teams. What about uh, Merrimack? Well, if you finish, um, you know, all those teams: Northeastern, Omaha, Fairbanks, UConn, RIT, Merrimack, and in at least for now, the under five hundred Sioux are all looking at the at Michigan State, Notre Dame. Um, you know, there's a little bit of pressure on on the green and white team here now, too. 
There's so, been pressure on the green and white team for a while now. So, well, I'm talking about you know besides their own internal expectations. Yeah, I get it. Um, I guess what I'm thinking right now is that with, uh, like I said, coming down the stretch, the, the Big Ten is going to cannibalize themselves because Minnesota and Michigan don't want to lose any more games. They'd like to keep a top four bid. So if they win, that's going to push teams down. It has to. Well, I'll, I, I don't think that the other maroon and gold team and Michigan um, – really have to worry about leaving the top four um I, you know I, right now it's denver penn state and bu and st cloud fighting it out for what looks like that last number one seed now i could be wrong I, i'm not sitting here figuring it out i know i know who has though who has <laughs> every coaching staff <laughs> okay uh i can tell you that quinnipiac is going to hold down a top four spot i think that's a given at this point i don't think there's any way that they can fall out of the top four um you know well, you wouldn't think they would eat you wouldn't think that they could or that they would um once again you know they're sitting here uh they have four games left uh including two on the road um, I don't, there's, there's not a game where you would sit there and say, um, they're a minimal favorite. They'll be heavy favorites with Yale and Brown at home. And they'll at least be 60, 40 favorites at union and at RPI. As they make that trip at the end of February to, to Albany. Okay, so let's jump. Let's jump to the NCHC teams because um, this is where things could really cause some havoc. I think Denver, St. Cloud, and Western are all going to make the tournament. But what if one of those three does not win the uh, Frozen Faceoff? Um, I, I don't. I don't see how the the divide to me um, between Western. And, and and say Michigan Tech at 12 looks too big. It looks like there's just too much of a gap. Now, listen, could one of these teams lose every game that they have left? I guess. Right? It's possible. Don't talk that way about St. Cloud. Well, I'll get in trouble for talking that way about St. Cloud, too. But... <laughs> They are not going to lose them. Uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend, uh, though, with them playing uh, North Dakota listen, this weekend. Listen, they're going at and then North they're going to have to come at Omaha. So, are, aren't so they not coming not to? Are they not coming to Colorado College, or who? What team do I have coming to Colorado College? Well, uh, the schedule for CC that's left besides uh, what I got two more games with Denver um, at Western. Right, that's this weekend. And home for uh, North Dakota. Oh, yeah, North Dakota's coming back here. Yep. You know. So I uh, I think St. Cloud can put the death on North Dakota with a sweep this weekend. And I think Denver can do the same to Minnesota Duluth. Now, here's the interesting part. What if one of those teams puts it together in the the conference tournament and gets to the frozen faceoff and wins it? What if North Dakota or Minnesota Duluth does what they have done sometimes in the past? And well, win the frozen faceoff. That yeah, that's going to put four teams in from the NCHC, correct? Um. Well, um, maybe. Do you maybe. think St. Cloud or Western could fall enough to not make no, the tournament? No, but maybe Omaha moves up. And so you're saying there could be five? If if, if an upset like that happens, it's possible. Boy, and this would be the year, Paul, and I would not rule out any team that gets to the frozen faceoff to uh, to not win it because uh, there, there's the competition has been stiff. Maybe it's not their best that the NCHC has uh, had, but their competition has been competitive to the very end every game. Well, let's face it. Um, the one edge you would give the teams that are not qualified at the moment, those being 
uh, North Dakota, Omaha, CC, Miami, and your Bulldogs, okay, is they'll have the desperation that the other teams won't have. Now, it may not be enough to make them win, but it's the one edge they'll have because that's the only way to get in. Yeah, and I think right now the NCHC, the way it looks coming down the stretch, and I know we can't call it yet because there's still three weeks to go. Yeah, but there's a lot of it's that, That's the thing. The NCHC's got more conference season, regular season left than it looks like everybody else. Yeah, they do, and, and the competition uh, and the tightness of everybody except Denver um, is, you know, can change the, the matchups quite a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, we, you can't sit here and Denver doesn't even have the league clinched. I think they have to get a couple more points to clinch the the, the Penrose Cup. Or, can I make a bold statement? Or, or maybe I think they that can was do just, it this weekend. Or maybe that was just to clinch uh, a definite first-round home ice. I think that's what it might have been. Well, there but, are nine points up. And right. if, if they sweep Minnesota Duluth this some, weekend at home, right, I, I don't see how anybody can, can catch get, them. Well, yeah, but somebody can still get 18 points. So, you you, you know, you're, if you're playing that clinch game, uh, Denver would have to get at least, uh, let's see, if they win two games, that gives them 47 points. And even if Western wins their two games, that gives them uh, 39 points. So Denver would still have to, uh, has to win a couple of games. If Denver plays 500, they'll win. Yeah, they have to win three out of six. Yeah. So well, I, I think that's entirely possible because I think they will um, they will win this weekend. I think they'll sweep and I think they will get one from Colorado College somewhere. Uh, well, listen, not making any predictions against Western. I really am uh, not. No, but you're really going out on a limb there saying Denver's going to play 500 in these last three weeks of the season. <laughs> wow. You like to have you have guts. <laughs> yeah. Number five guts is what I have. Number five in the pairwise guts. Well, no, they're four now. Well, not on my screen. Until I see it on my USCHO screen, I'm going to still say that they're number five, just so I have something to be bitter about. Well, there's lots of things to. Yeah, but I don't know if the <laughs> if that site has included uh, the consolation game of the bean pot. Probably not, because they say they update, but we know they don't. Well, because the other site did. Are there multiple sites? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's two places to go. I mean, maybe there's a third or a fourth. I don't know. But these are just the easiest to find. And I don't think uh, you have uh, a computer to do the pairwise that I know of. You don't think I do? <laughs> you might. I don't know. That's what I said. I don't know that I know of. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Northeastern Harvard for the Bon Pete, uh, the Bean Pot Championship, yeah. correct? First time ever, which is so. Wow. That's crazy. That is just, just insanely so crazy. It really is. Uh, it's, it is. When you think about it, it is so beyond bizarre that with only four teams that that combination has not come up at all in 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 the bean pot it's just that just doesn't make any sense to me at all but there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me because i'm not that smart so but, <laughs> well, uh, what, what, what shocks me about this thing is the boston college victory over boston university because i saw both of them in tempe and I thought Boston University was ahead above uh, Boston right. College, if you will. And right. all of a sudden, they lose that. Well, uh, were they not motivated for a consolation game, or what? what's the deal? Don't rivalries count for something in terms of how games get played? Not in the pairwise. They don't care about rivalries, wins, whatever. No, see, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I'm never wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Um the wins, the wins matter, but 
No, the wins aren't. You the know, wins the, the don't matter. On pay. They don't. Well, they do it, matter. Sure, they no, do. No, if they mattered, then then, then the, a team of twenty three wins would not be fifth. They're not. They're fourth. <laughs> they wouldn't be fourth either, by the way. Well, I don't know. There's a team with twenty four wins that's second. Yeah, they should be first, but there's computer bias. But the, yeah, but then you don't need the computer. If you're just going strictly by wins, then you don't need the computer either. And I'm fine with that, but, you know, that kind of defeats, you know, I guess the purpose. I think, but... I think you need a, a combination of both. I think you need to see some computer and some eyeballs and put the two together. Hence, you have analytics and eyeballs. And before these guys take the ice here and it gets really loud, let's uh, take a quick break here from some of our partners. And then we can come back. And when the guys start hitting the ice, we'll be about ready to wrap up. What? No, all right. What? All right. <laughs> At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move! Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks it towards the goalie, scores! Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr, he scores! Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.com. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. It is Monday night, and I am high above the ice surface at the oh. uh, Ice Arena at the Air Force Academy. Scott Strandy with you here tonight as we record a little early to watch uh, Air Force and uh, Canisius, the Golden Griffins, uh, do battle. Uh, Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host out on Long Island, New York. Well, Paul, I understand you're getting a heat wave this week. Uh, yeah, no. No. Uh, have you not looked at the forecast? You guys are uh, getting a heat wave, and we're going to get 18 inches of snow in southern Colorado. Well, it should be warm. It, you should be getting snow in Colorado. You have all those mountains. <laughs> yeah, I may be just stuck here uh, right. for a couple of days. Who knows? But anyway, tomorrow but night it's going to be uh, AHL action up in Loveland. Right. See, now, um, here's the things we don't know. Like, Niagara has lost three in a row. I mean, I'm sorry. RIT has lost three in a row. 
and they're still in the 20 spot. So what happens? I mean, if RIT continues to win, those other teams have to win to stay over 500. Uh, at least we're, there's two of them that we know of from the conference you dislike so much. <laughs> I'm just saying that you can't have they, – they can't be that great of a conference if they've got all these teams at 500. Uh, well, I'm just – listen, I'm just saying. No, and nobody running away with it. Minnesota and Michigan both have more losses than Denver. Forget the the number. Of, listen, I'm just going. I can we can oh, only go by oh, what losses the don't says. matter. Then right, you can no, lose as don't. many as you want. Well, no, you can't have that either. You can't lose more than half your games. But if you lose out. more than if you lose more than than another team, you can still be better than the other team. You could be. Okay, just checking it out. You could. Be. I'll bring that up to uh, Coach Carl tomorrow when I see him at uh, at problem. Denver's press conference. I'll say. They uh, all Paul Hornstein thinks that you can. Works. There can be more losses, and they can be better than you. I didn't say they were better. Make sure you also tell him, but you won't. That I've been anybody that's asked, I've said Denver's the best team because they are. That's just a fact. Well, okay, but you know I don't run the computer. I can't Thank sit there God. and say, "Oh, I I can't <laughs> sit here and be like, oh, I think Denver's the best team." So I'm even though the computer says something else. I'm going to put move Denver to where everybody else has to follow the computer. Let me ask this, though. If uh, Denver has the most wins and the fewest losses, right? Eh. No, but they don't. Where right do they now. belong? Five? Right now they don't. Well, they're not. They're fourth. They're second. They're second. They're fourth. They're second in wins and losses. Right. But they they're only the behind Quinnipiac. Right, which isn't in first either. Exactly. So they're the problem. No, the only problem is in your head, but that's... Neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm getting some great music here, by the way, in my oh, head. Yeah, it's, no, it's not a problem. I, listen, it does not, not coming across that loud to me. So, um, you know, but here's, you know, but, but so, I mean, there is just so much because we don't know how the conference tournaments play out either. No, we don't. And that's what I'm saying is that, you know, I just think that there's, I think those Big Ten teams are going to have a hard time keeping as many as they think they're going to get in the in the tournament. Well, once again, they might not. Based on the schedule, I could very easily see a scenario where even if the quote-unquote numbers, uh, the, the quote-unquote computer, has Michigan State and Notre Dame in the top 15. Uh, the scenario, whatever those scenarios might be, might not even be enough. So that would order, that would open up two spots for teams that are 16, that are, you know, teams 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and maybe 22, who right now wouldn't be eligible. Exactly. So there could be a lot of things that uh, shake out here in the next three weeks or yeah, so. Yeah, we love that. This is, uh, this is what we call. This is chaos. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, we've made people wait long enough. This magical Super 16 is about to be revealed for February 13th, 2023. Really? By the way, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> oh, who oh cares? I hope our producer wasn't listening. Well... <laughs> With, anyway, with, this has nothing to do with, with Perry. <laughs> Here we go. Because there's, there's, no, there's so much pressure on Valentine's Day, you know, for, for, for women. But I'm not even, I don't want to even go there. Oh, yeah, this stop before you dig yourself a big old hole. <laughs> yeah, well, we love you, Terry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, number one, Denver, 23-7-0. Uh, number two, Quinnipiac, 24-3-3. Number three, Minnesota. Oh, wait, I must be wrong. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Number four, Boston University, 27 and 0. 27 and 0. And that changed tonight, uh, by the way. But anyway. um, But I am obviously wrong. He finally has it right, folks. No, I have to be wrong. He has it right. Wait, I have to be wrong. I know. You should put Quinnipiac one. There you you go. See? You should give them the one one spot. Should we change it? Yeah, you, you can change it if you want, but you, okay. you, you tell the producer it's going to put it all together in graphic form that you want well, to change it now. In the, well, in the, not, well, well, I'm just using your logic. 13th hour. 
I'm just using your logic. No, you're doing you're doing real logic. This is analytic eyeballs, and your eyeballs are telling you the right thing. But anyway, oh, okay. uh, here we move on to five through eight. We have Michigan twenty nine and one. We have Saint Cloud twenty eight eight. Or I'm sorry, eighteen eight and two. Uh, Cornell sixteen seven and two. Uh, Harvard uh, rounds yeah. it out at seventeen six and one. Paul can Cornell and Harvard hold on. And uh, and stay in the top eight, where they seeds in the NCAA tournament. Um. Well, right now they wouldn't be two seeds. They'd no. both be three seeds. Yeah, I know. I mean, in your in your Super Sixteen. Oh well, can they? Yeah. Um. I saw a, a stat today that Harvard has the most NHL draft picks of any team in college hockey. Ooh. Okay. Nice little fun fact there. Okay, so so Michigan, St. Cloud, Cornell, Harvard are your uh, second group of four. Um, tell us how you got there. Well, you know, it's just you, you, you got they've been consistent. Once again, these teams are winning two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, two out of three. And they've been consistent with doing it. There, there's not been a lot of quote-unquote hot streaks or streaks. And consistency has to count for something. Yeah, see, that's the eyeballs part, folks. If you uh, if you just let a computer do things, consistency doesn't come into play. Well, I don't, you know, <laughs> sit here and talk about the computer. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to 9 through 12. We've got uh, Michigan Tech at 21, uh, 8, and 4. We have Minnesota State at 19, 10, and 1. We have Western Michigan, 19, 10, and 1. And we have Yukon coming in at uh, 17, 10, and 3. Paul, give us your rundown on 9 through 12. Well, I mean, listen, Michigan Tech, um, even though they had a little stumble, once again, the consistency, right? They've been there uh, week after week after week. And, you know, teams are going to lose. There's you, No one, you know... Uh, the days of teams going 33 and 2 or 34 and 3 or 31 and 4 in the in the NCAA hockey are gone there's just too many too many players and the talent is very spread out you know um you know obviously it's not all NHL talent but there is enough talent spread around and you know so nobody's going to do those things and once again michigan tech ve been very very consistent probably more than consistent um they've had their losses haven't been great though uh losing to lake superior losing to st thomas losing to bowling green teams that they're better than but you know, once again teams are not going to go 30 and 5 anymore yeah, I think that's well said, and I would totally agree with you on that. I see Michigan Tech play, as you know, in person, and that team is pretty solid. Um, okay, so let's let's jump to your final four. You've got Omaha at 15, 10, and 3 in the number 13 spot. You've got Penn State at 19, 10, and 1 in the uh, number 14 spot. You've got Northeastern, 14, 10, and 1 at number 15. And you have Alaska Fairbanks at 16, 10, and 2. How did you get those final four, Paul? Because I know you always tell us that the final four are the diff most difficult to do. They are. Well, which one would you want me to start with? Let's start with Omaha because they played two really close games at home against Colorado College. You didn't have Colorado College anywhere near the top 16. Well, once again, uh, you know, uh, Omaha can get overlooked. And, you know, they, they have gotten a couple of three-game losing streaks or some tough – you know, some tough stretches. But they've been pretty consistent, once again, even if they're winning in overtime or losing in overtime. And I know we like to give a lot of love to Caden Americo, but there's another freshman goalie in the NCHC uh, playing at Omaha by the name of Simon Lacozzi, who was in that same world tournament that Caden Americo was in. Yeah, he's, he's played really well Play, for Omaha, and he's kept Omaha you know, in a lot of games, I think. Well, absolutely, and especially lately, you know, and, and, and 
you know, he helped teams. You know, he was the guy for Team Slovakia in the World Juniors. And, you know, he has pretty much carried the load here for the last two months um, for uh, Omaha, even though uh, earlier in the season uh, Jake Kucharski was playing. But uh, Lacozzi has gotten hot, especially uh, here in the last four weeks. And taking over the net, you know, uh, Kucharski's got a goals against average of 282. Um, but Lacozzi's goals against in four less games, granted, is a buck 83. And his save percentage is 932 compared to Kucharski's 900. Now, does that mean Lacozzi might is going to play every game from here out? It might, because he's hot. And you got to ride the hot goalie. Yeah, he's played really well. I guess my question to you is, um, if you play Colorado College, and I give Colorado College a lot more credit than, than their record shows, I think they play teams a lot tougher than the record well, shows. We know that. And there's a lot of one-goal, two-goal losses. Well, we know so, that. so if that team, which is as far down the pairwise as they are, and, and they give Omaha a battle, and they, they actually tied them the second game and, and uh, won the shootout if it counted, right. but of course it doesn't count. Right. Um, Once again, opponents <laughs> and... You know, opponents and opponents, opponents. Okay, so. so so how do you how do you look at Omaha and go? Okay, you're fantastic because you beat Colorado College, who's what number thirty three in the pairwise, something like that. I didn't say they were great. I said they're playing very well. Okay, uh, I'll clarify that. I guess <laughs> it's like I'm just saying, like if you win and tie at home against a team that's ranked number thirty three, and no disrespect. Colorado College because I think they're playing really well and I think they will surprise some teams and I'm going to go out on a limb and say they may make it to the frozen faceoff and who knows what can happen in two games in St. Paul, Minnesota. And meanwhile, Omaha is tied for second in the conference with Western and St. Cloud. So, I mean, once again, that has to count for something. Okay. And now, I, considering I, what and they have left on their schedule, they have to play both you know, they have four road games left at Miami this weekend and two huge, huge games at home with St. Cloud. And then they're in Grand Forks to end the regular season. So, you know, huge, huge, huge uh, battle going on for, for positioning in the NCHC. Because it's pretty much, I mean, it, listen, nothing is locked up yet, but um, at the moment, it's a pretty safe bet to say that those three teams are fighting it out for second, third, and fourth and first round home ice. be hard to see Duluth, CC, or North Dakota catching those any one of those teams, but anything's possible. Okay, so here's the thing then. If you look at what we have and you have uh, uh, Denver facing number eight Miami, if that's the way it finishes out, that might be the only quote-unquote predictable series in the first round of the NCHC tournament. Of course. Because I think two and seven could be a battle. I think three and six could be a battle, and I certainly think four and five could be a battle. Well, four and five, I mean, listen, it's all about matchups, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's it really is. It's all about styles making fights. You know? Um, you know, I mean, you're going to sit there and say, you can sit there and say something for the underdog in every one of those matchups. Um, somebody gets hot for a weekend. Somebody takes a dumb penalty. And, and, and those can all change quickly if those things happen. So... You know. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, so here's what I think: if we're going to look uh, into the uh, the uh, frozen face-off in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, what do you think the chances are that we're going to see Denver, Western Michigan, um, Omaha, and um, who am I missing? Uh, St. Cloud. What do you do? You think those are going to be the four teams that end up in St. Paul, Paul? One of those teams will lose. St. Paul, Paul. I love it. One of those teams will likely lose. Don't ask me to tell you which one. Okay, but you, so you don't think those top those 
top four teams in your Super 16 will actually advance to the frozen face-up? Well, I'd, I'd have to sit here and, 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 and look at it. I, you know, um, but how often does the top four always, you know, how often does the top four get to the frozen face-off? How often well, is it they're not well, remember, remember that, that Colorado College put a heck of a scare in North Dakota last season, last season and no, no, uh, very that. nearly my, pulled that off. I get that. My point being is, you know, I, I guess we could look at the, at the brackets, you know, but you know, you've had to to see. Uh, I guess I could try to go to that really quickly, but um, you know, to see, uh, I, I just would be shocked if one of those teams doesn't get beat. Uh, yeah, and I think I, there's I there's going to be teams in college hockey holding their collective breaths uh, that. Um, all four of those teams make it in so that one of them is a definite winner of the uh, frozen faceoff. Because if one of those teams does not get in, there is a, uh, what, 25% chance that somebody could get ousted. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here, and like I said, I don't have the, the standings in front of me. But, you know, uh, I just would be shocked. I mean, I'd, like I said, I'd have to print it out and look at it. But you know, in the first, the you know, the first frozen face-off, you know, it was Miami and Denver for the conference championship. You know, and I'm yeah, sure that I hear you. I'm sure that if you looked, you know, there there would be uh, plenty of upsets. You know, I mean, there's just there's no way to. You know, figure it out in terms of you know how it how it goes down, but you know certainly if you look at it right since the conference started, um, only once has the regular season champion won the conference tournament, and that would have been. Uh, Eddie Christian Sue. Oh no, they weren't the Sue then. Uh, Twenty twenty one. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I think chaos that you like could ensue if uh, an NCHC team yes. gets somebody gets upset because any of the top four. I think we're going to agree. Any of the top four um, at the end of the regular season are going to get into the tournament no matter what. Um, I, I think that's a lock. And so then if if they're going to get in. That depends on who the four is. Well, I mean, let, let's go with Denver, Western, St. Cloud, and um Because right now Omaha. Omaha's on the edge. They are on the edge. But I think right. if, uh, if if they're not one, if they can make it to the first stuff, I think they're in. Oh uh, yeah, I I mean I guess if they if they get to the the the, the froze face off they're in, but it, once again it all depends on what happens between now and then. Yep, we're, we're exactly. Assuming well, that that Omaha, that's why we're having the conversation because we want people to think about this stuff for the next three weeks. Well, um, so then you're saying that Omaha is going to have a pretty good last three weeks. Uh, I'm saying that they could because they I think could, they got yeah. a goaltender that could play very well. But I'm also going to say caution because they didn't exactly blow out CC. On their home ice. Listen, you know, CC plays everybody tough, too. I mean, um, you know, they, you know, this is not CC from the pre-Mayotte days, the last few years of those, of, of, of the previous administration. So, um, we're going to see. We're going to see what kind of lessons they've learned. Uh, the grind might be getting to them. Okay, let me quickly run through the USCHO Division One poll for February 13th because okay. the pollsters got it a lot closer to what I think is right, and I believe you have it right. But uh, they have That's Quinnipiac true. 1, Minnesota 2, Denver 3, Michigan 4, Boston University 5, St. Cloud 6, Penn State 7, Western Michigan 8, Harvard 9, Ohio State 10. I think they got Ohio State ranked way too high. 
but that's my thought. Uh, 11 through 20, they've got Michigan Tech, Minnesota State. I think those two, Michigan Tech and Minnesota State, are going to move themselves up into the 10 and 11 or 9, 10 spots by the time this is all done. Uh, then there's Connecticut, there's Omaha, there's Northeastern, there's Michigan State, UMass Lowell somehow hanging around, and Notre Dame and Merrimack. And how the heck Notre Dame is still there anywhere near the top 20 at 14, 14, and 4, I will never know. Now, I but agree with whatever. that. I mean, uh, they're hanging around. I, I, I think this is where, and, 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 you know, somebody was ripping me for East Coast bias. Twitter conversation. I would say these guys have big school bias. Because what has Notre Dame done, honestly, to be ranked, to be voted ahead of Alaska and RIT? Yeah, exactly. Now, I could, I, you could make a case maybe for RIT because they're on a three-game losing streak. They're on a three-game losing streak and still in the top 20 in the pairwise. <laughs> I know. Go figure. Um, uh Quinnipiac in the uh, the uh, other poll, the USA Hockey poll. Quinnipiac right. one, Minnesota two, University of Denver three, Michigan four, Boston University five, Saint Cloud State six, seven State eight is Western Michigan, nine is Ohio State, um, ten is Harvard. The next uh, ten would be eleven Cornell, twelve Minnesota State, thirteen Michigan Tech, fourteen Michigan State, way too high. Uh, University of Nebraska Omaha at 15, Northeastern at 16, uh, Connecticut at 17, Notre Dame again snuck up a little closer. They went to 18, UMass Lowell 19, and Merrimack is 20. So here's what I think, Paul. I think Western can really make a jump if they have a really good series, uh, two of their last three series, uh, one against uh, Colorado College and one against Denver. I think they, if they were to somehow pull sweeps out of that, they could really climb this chart. Well, listen, I mean, right now they don't really have to climb this because they're they're in eighth place in the chart that matters. Yeah, I don't say they have to. I'm just saying they could. They could scare. They could scare some teams five and six. Uh yeah. I mean, they could. Once again, the you know the the one that matters is they're already a two seed so and i agree with you but there's a difference between the two seed being the last two seed and the first two seed well yeah i get that everybody understands that but so you want to finish as high as possible right but uh, you know but there are teams that i don't know i don't know that harvard and cornell can make that big jump I don't think um, there's enough power games left for them to, to make the jump like that, but Western could. Well, first of because all, because you saw what happened to Omaha. Omaha did okay by just barely getting by Colorado College. What happens if Western takes it out on Colorado College and takes it out on could. Denver? They if could. they could. They could. First of all, Harvard and Cornell are close to Ohio State, they're not that far. So there's, there's, it's not like those two teams moving up to nine is out of the realm of possibility. So. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I just think it's interesting to, to follow along because now is when everything kind of boils down to uh, what things are going to play out. And, and this might be the one of the most, most if interesting years in the pairwise countdown, if you will, um, that we've ever seen. I mean, I thought that year that Arizona State got in was interesting, but this this could be really interesting. Well, listen, you know what? You know, your Bulldogs won a national championship getting in by point zero 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 one. True. Screaming about that. Um, well, no, this that's what I'm saying. If you're anywhere between 13 and 22, you know, okay, one so, weekend could move you up a lot and drop so, you a lot. So let me ask you this. As the referees come onto the ice here at the Cadet Ice Arena, um, if you those teams, is every weekend going to shrink that number? Like you said, what did you say, 13 to 22? Yeah, it might. 
Yeah. Okay, so so each weekend you could shrink that number to say like maybe it's thirteen to twenty, and then thirteen to eighteen. You that could. would be logical or no? Logic. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I mean, it can't stay thirteen to twenty-two for much longer because there's not enough games left. Well, then, then I'm sure it will. I'm sure that 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 window will get smaller and smaller. So in three weeks, when we're sitting here, that window probably is what thirteen to eighteen. Would you say is that fair? Is that what it always comes down to? I don't know if it always does, but I think this year there's more teams alive with three weeks to go in the regular season than maybe ever before. Maybe. I'm not that smart, though. I'm not that. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, The teams are about to come onto the ice here in just a couple of minutes. Actually, Air Force is on this, and here come the Golden Griffins. So this is a really good time for us to say goodnight. Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHA M1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. But behind the mask and behindthemask.com, no one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration for schedule and ticket information, go to OUHockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wing sidekicks and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you do. That's search ITSHW Podcast. That's ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Once again, subscribe, rate, and review. Help others find the show. I can totally attest to that tonight, Paul, because I had to search ITHSW podcast to find the show and, and get on it. There you go. <laughs> so it and works, and I told people. There you go. <laughs> Analytics right. and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com network. Very well done, my friend. And we will say goodnight with uh, a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, if we can, over the, uh, the music here at Cadet Ice Arena. Paul. The cadets are looking sharp tonight in white and blue. They are wearing the traditional white jerseys, and they look good. I hear you fine. So even with the music in the background, it's not as loud as you think. Okay. Well, it sounds loud here, so we'll say goodnight. Good night, everybody.